Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Meseches Ksubos Daf Mem Beis. We're going to be starting the fourth parak of our Mesechto, the fourth parak of Shas Katan, as we go into many of the topics and discussions that relate to who is going to be entitled to the monies that are received after a woman, after a girl, is uh, unfortunately Chas V'Shalom defiled. And we're going to be discussing cases in which the uh, the knas, the fine of a woman who is ma'ani um and who collects that particular money, whether or not that money is collected by her father, by her brothers, by herself. And we're going to be discussing cases uh, of one who is ma'ani, so was coerced, was raped, was mefata, was seduced. And depending on the ages of the particular um, of the particular woman, uh, whether or not and how she is going to be uh, how she's going to be compensated. So we have over here a uh, a few different types of fines that are going to be paid. We have the underlying knas, which is a penalty of fifty silver coins. Then you have to pay the girl the boshes, the compensation for shaming her. She's embarrassed. She goes through an emotional distressing period that she was uh, that she was raped, that she was seduced, and uh, another penalty for boshes. We have another penalty of what's referred to in the Gemara and in Talmudic literature as pagam, that we degrade her status of a psula, that a psula, a virgin, is. Um, is uh, is worth a certain amount of money, and now she becomes a baula. She becomes somebody who has uh, underwent relations, uh, obviously by force over here. But she loses her status of being a besula. And then we're going to discuss the woman who is in anusa, uh, a woman who is coerced, and is also going to be compensated uh, with tsar, the compensation for uh, inflicting pain onto this particular woman. So as the gemara picks up, and as the gemara presents some of these discussions. So the Gemara wants to know what it is that the Chiddush is over here. What new idea is the Gemara presenting over here? The Mishnah Redi on Lamed Test told us that there are fines, there are all sorts of uh, knossos that are uh, that are given to a perpetrator and that the perpetrator is going to be chayev. But what the Mishnah over here is coming to teach us is where the monies go. So do the monies go, and again, depending on the stage of life that the girl is in and uh, some of the other details that uh, transpired, so uh, where the monies go, where the knossos go. And now our Mishnah is introducing us to what happens in a situation of what's referred to as ha'amada bedin, when the father was alive, and basically that means that the court, the Bezdin met when the father was alive, and then the father dies before the payment takes place, before the actual uh, din is chal, and the machlokes then becomes who's going to get the money. So there's a machlokes here between the Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon, where the Tanakama thinks that the critical moment is the Hamada Bedin, when the case uh, was presented to the Bezdin, and Rabbi Shimon comes along, and Rabbi Shimon thinks, no, the critical moment is when the money is in the hand, and therefore, uh, as a result, we're going to have a machlokas as to uh, when there was a Ha'amad Abedin, where does the money go? And when there wasn't Ha'amad Abedin, where does the money go uh, as well? I just want to introduce now some of the concepts that are going to come up as we make our way through this incredible fourth parak. And the first one is the concept of Ein Adam Morish Zuchus Bito Livino. Basically, what this comes to teach us is that a father can't um, give the Zuchus Bito the benefits that his daughter is going to receive, which are going to require Ha'amad Abedin, are going to require the ruling of Beisdin, to the sons through uh, any inheritance. That would be uh, Usr, and uh, that, would not be, that would not be allowed. Another concept that we're going to see is 
concept of Ein Ha'av Zakai B'zchus Bito Bogeris. That when uh, a daughter becomes a Bogeris, when she becomes 12 years and 6 months old, she is Birshus Atzma, and she's going to get uh, all of the benefits that she's going to receive. So any punishment money that she is going to, uh, going to receive is not going to go uh, to her father, but rather is going to go for her. We're also going to see a concept throughout our parak of Concept of moda beknas pater that when I go ahead and I admit to owing a knas, so I'm going to be exempt from the knas because the pasuk that describes asher yir shiun elokim yishalim shnaim lereyehu that somebody who's chayev through something that based in. Um, uh, does pays the knas of kefel to his friend prat lemarshias atzmo, which excludes somebody uh, who becomes chayev through his own admission. That person uh, is not going to pay. Uh, is not going to pay a knas. That's what's called modet beknas putter. Now, obviously, that's going to depend when uh, on when the ha'amada bedin was. Whether it was kodem ha'amada bedin, if it was kodem ha'amada bedin, if it was before the din uh, took place. So then you'd be putter from the knas. However, if it was liachar ha'amada b'din. He's going to be chayiv because he was moda b'knas after the ruling of the uh, after the ruling of the beisdim. We have another principle and another concept hakofer mamon b'shvua that when somebody goes ahead and swears falsely to deny a chiyav mamon and hoda he goes ahead and then he admits to uh, to owing the money. So he's chayiv in a karen. He's chayiv in a chomesh and he's chayev to, uh, to give a korban asham because he made a shvuas shakir. We have a concept that if a person swears falsely, so they're going to have to bring uh, a korban asham gzelos. And uh, the Gemara discusses the, uh, the nature of that korban, what that korban is and what that korban means, why he brings that korban. But hakofer mamun b'shvua, somebody who takes a shvua and then uh, admits to having lied. So they're going to be chayev to uh, pay the principal, the karen, the chomesh, the extra fifth, and the asham and uh, is going to be chayev a korban in this situation. So this actually becomes and plays a role halachal ma'isa, uh, the shulchan aruch and evan ha'ezer in simen kuf, Yud Beis, uh, Simon Kufiud Beis, Sif Beis describes the fact that a, a a daughter, a girl who uh, continues to live on her father's property after her father's di- after her father dies, so she uh, is going to receive all of the earnings and all of the mitzios. They don't go. Uh, they don't go to the brothers. And the Beis Shmuel on the Shulchan Aruch explains that that's because uh, a person can't give privileges. Um, from the daughter, from his daughter to the sons in a state of giving over a Yerusha. And even though the brothers get the, uh, get some of the other uh, Yerusha, so a uh, general principle, according to the Beis Shmuel, is that a father is more concerned about the financial well-being of his daughter than of his, uh, than of his widow. And therefore, the daughter is going to be receiving uh, the, uh, the monies that are owed, as opposed, to, uh, as opposed to anybody else, as opposed to the widow, and, opposed to, um, and as opposed to, uh, to, uh, to the other sons. Now, the previous topic that we discussed uh, just a moment ago, some of the principles that come up, we explain the fact that if a person uh, makes a mistake or a person swears falsely, a person has to bring a korban asham gzelos. Now, in general, a person uh, who does a sin brings a korban chatas. There are certain situations in which a person is going to have to go ahead and bring a uh, korban asham, this asham gzelos. And the question is, what are those things? So there's a beautiful comment that's brought by the Oznaim Latorah, Perushan Chumash, Rizalman Saratskin, and Rizalman Saratskin points out that 
when we think about somebody who uh, has an item actually and then swears that they don't have the item and then they admit to having the item. So it's reminiscent of a soul that God gives to us. And sometimes we, uh, we have a soul and our bodies have an shama and our bodies are uh, infused with a sense of spirituality. And as a person goes through life, so a person uh, perhaps makes, deci- makes decisions that are not within the context of the spiritual nature of a person's soul. And therefore, that would uh, require a person to go ahead and to, uh, to bring an asham gezelos, to bring this korban, because we uh, do something that goes ahead and demonstrates the fact that we, uh, we don't have the item that was given to us. We don't have the soul that God entrusted to us. And then uh, as life goes on and as life develops, we, uh, we realize that we do have uh, such a, uh, we, we have such a soul. And Rizal Mitzrayatskin connects the chiyav, the obligation of this asham gzelos that a person has to give for, um, for denying their ownership, denying their, uh, the fact that it's in their property, uh, 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 the, this particular item is in their property, with the fact that, uh, you know, a person sometimes denies that they have a soul in their body, and it's a beautiful uh, insight that comes from the world of Asham Gazelos.